from the I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless. To the We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more from just £2 a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com. Men are born this way. It's the confidence issue of men. Like a few of our members would have walked up and down that empty maybe 10 times before they had the confidence to walk over the door. Yeah. And once they're over the door, you've sort of had them captured. Right. And then... Um, it's just that we step over the door. This is a big thing for men to do, you know. I knew that the men's shed was going to have a, a an AGM that year in Dublin, and President Higgins was was the patron of the men's sheds. So I says to the boys, "We get a choir together." I says, "I have guarantees and sing for the president at the end of the year." But you see the memories that have been generated. Yeah. That's that's the outcome of it. Memories have been generated, and that. The most we have the good memories, it's bad memories. Yeah. So yes, that is still talked about. I think at the very start there was something like sixty odd sheds just trying to gel together, north and south in twenty eleven. And now in twenty nineteen last count there was four hundred and sixty sheds. That's crazy. That's twelve thousand men doing something every day that never would have done their lives. See, they saved their lives, you know, just give yeah. a different focus in life, you know. For this week's podcast, I parked up at the Shambles and crossed over the road to meet up with Stephen and Desi from Armagh's Men's Shed. This is your host, Elaine Ingram, and today um, Stephen and Desi tell us all about um, the Men's Shed in Armagh and how it came about and what something like this has meant to men all across Ireland and how they're and how they're looking for more men to to come along and see what it's all about. I'm here right in the middle of the city of Armagh with um, Stephen and Desi from Armagh Men's Shed and you're going to tell me all about um, men's sheds, how this started, the whole shebang. So first of all, um, Stephen, you can tell me your involvement with the men's shed and you know how it all how it all began. Well, I got involved with the men's shed about eight years ago um, through funding from a group called Cot. It's the cooperation working together, so like a cross border funding. And a couple of girls from the trust got me involved, and we've seen the launch of the, the men's shed in Dundalk. I just thought it was the bees knees. I couldn't wait to get home to start our own shed up. So within six weeks, we actually had a wee group together to, to start our shed. And shortly after that, we got these premises. So it just snowballed from there. Tell us, um, I suppose, tell us what exactly is a men's shed? It's a place where uh, men are funny beasts, so they are. <laughs> and uh, they don't like being out of their, their comfort zone. But this is a place, uh, in the initial stages, uh, it was for men, retired men, that they... Uh, I suppose uh, to get them out from under the feet of their wives at home. Right. And we know this, of course, because uh, they've come and told us. And it's not the first uh, wife that has uh, taken their husband. And who's told you? Is it the wives or the husbands? Oh, the wives. Oh, the wives. Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, the husbands wouldn't tell you. But they've taken their husbands down and deposited them here. And they would be out of their... That's not the wall, then. No. uh, But the be out of their comfort zone for for a while and then once they get uh, it it's not men 
It's a confidence it's thing a, with men. Men don't is. have confidence, you know. Um, it is. Yeah, but they say one, men one are from step. Mars and women are from Venus, and it really is true. There's a different way of communicating in a different you way. You go into any hotel in the company and you see women sitting around drinking a cup of tea or coffee, chatting together. You never see men doing that. Unless there's a business meeting or something and something like that to get out of it, you know. Yeah, or men tend to bond over. Yeah, I was going to say it's either in the pub or it's over a game of football. Or the bookies. Or the bookies. And well, it's never. They're each other talking. They're looking at the optics or they're looking at the, the television. Not interact with each other, really. Strange. Yeah. So they are. And is this just in men's nature, do you think? Or is it something that they've been. Oh, this is a big question. Is this the way men have been, um, you know, brought up? Is it nature or nurture? You know what I'm asking is: Are we, are men born this way, or are they made this way? Do you think? Obviously, you're not psychiatrists, but I'm just curious to well, know. Well, haven't you been think. in the shed for eight or nine years. You think men men are born this way? There's the confidence issue of men. Like a few of our members would have walked up and down that empty I mean, ten times before they had the confidence to walk over the door. Yeah. And once they're over the door, you've sort of had them captured. Right. And um. It's just that we step over the door. It's just a big thing for men to do, you know. And is it a, is it a big relief? Do you think when they do finally step over that threshold? Well, we we know it has been yes, because they've said so, and uh, I can speak for myself in this in that day. Uh, I found it it came at the right time for me. Some people. Uh, we're social beings, so we are. We need people. Yeah. And uh, we need to be out and about and having worked all, all my life. And then uh, after an illness and couldn't work, I, I had to be doing something. I had to get out. When I heard about uh, this place, I, I said, well, I'd give it a visit. And I gave it a visit and I liked it. And uh, I've been coming back. And then in between times, I took it again. And that in itself, whilst I was ill, the camaraderie of uh, the people here. Stephen and I would have uh, called me once a week, if not twice a week. Make sure you're still alive. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, well, tell me what was going on, what was happening, and uh, kept me informed. There would have been at, at times, and I suppose there's still at times with us all, when the phone rang, God, who, who's that? And yet with all, when you're told who it is, I'm not in. Yeah. And then it's Stephen McCleary, so I just want to talk to him. Okay. So, in other words, he wasn't bringing that and only news and how you were doing. He was concerned. Other people were looking, you still working, boy? You know, how I could do with you? And that sort of thing you could do without when you're ill. But it was a lifesaver to me at that, so I'm still here. How long ago was that, Desi? Well, I can... It, it's, it's difficult to say, but uh, in 1917, I went through another. Now I would have been in the 2017. Ship that, or 2017. You're not that old. No. <laughs> uh, I had to go in and get a, a, a lung removed, mm-hmm. but before that, I had to, um, I had um, um, uh, chemo oh, for really? cancer, my neck. So. That would have been before that. So it's, I find that I need to have a, 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 things to relate to. My father used to say, well, in 1920, it was the day before Patrick's Day and we went out fishing or swimming or whatever. I can't do that. Yeah, I need something. I, 
something to relate to. Yeah. Uh, so I do. Uh, and I'm sure you needed so much support at that time in your life, you know, that having... Uh, well, yes. Uh, once I got up and out and about, yes. But to, um, to be quite honest, when you're on chemo, like, you're just not yourself. Yeah. So you're not. But this, the men shed, was a, a blessing to me. It came at the right time, so it did. Yeah. And then when my wife died, uh, again, uh, the support that I got from the men shed. So, yes, it, uh, we're social creatures and we need it. And uh, there's a camaraderie within it that uh, we all need. And I suppose all sheds are, are different, really. But the one thing is uh, the camaraderie. Yeah, they all have that in common, I'm sure. Yeah. And um, I think every town needs a men's shed and every man needs a men's shed. Well, they have. When so did when did they start? They first came to Ireland in 2009, but they didn't really find their feet to 2011. We started a group <laughs> called the Irish Men's Shed Association. I was involved in it for six years as director. And they sort of snowballed from there. Um, but it really did snowball because all yeah. of a sudden they popped up everywhere. So it really it, does it, show it that there's... It the happened in the Celtic Tiger years. Because people are too busy. I was busy myself at the roof at that time. It wouldn't have happened. People hadn't the time to do it. It's just when that start of the recession, it started to go mad because I think at the very start there was something like 60 odd sheds just trying to gel together north and south in 2011. And now in 2019, the last count, there was 460 sheds. Crazy. That's 12,000 men doing something every day that never would have done their lives. See, they saved their lives, you know, just give yeah. a different focus in life, you know. They probably, a lot of people would have lost their jobs and things like that at that yeah. time. So they needed that, uh, they needed somewhere to go and something to do. And yeah, it wasn't going to be just the pub. And men clearly do need other men to talk to, but it just took somebody. It just took yeah. somebody to say, right, let's just bring this, make this happen. Ours and took off very quickly after. We had the six additional fellas around the table talking and we got the premises and just fine. Just blast. Within months we had something like 35 members. And at our height, there was 90 members. And how did, you, how did you start it? How did you actually go about say, you saying, right? I talked to people on a one-to-one basis. Because yeah. if you put a notice in a paper, we're starting a men's shed. They think there's something to do with a shed in the garden, or they think they're building sheds or something out there. Because at that time, yeah, it's very it hard to explain known, yeah. the concept. Once you sit down talking one to one to that person about the, the concept of the shed, and then arrange for a busload of boys to go and visit Dundalk Shed. And um, did I had a men's shed at the time? Was just starting up, and the sists, most of the people in the bus could get the concept, and they stayed with the shed. Some of them didn't get it, you know. Yeah. But. Once it's seen the lack of a shed up and running, they know, know exactly what it was. So now we were, in our mind, we are sort of the go-to shed for a lot of sheds in the north that was starting up. They came to see what was going on in our mind, and they went back to, say, Belcoo, to be an example, Belcoo, Kesh, um, South Armagh, Lisley, all these sheds came here first to see what was going on and how to set up a shed, and they just went on and done their own. And some of them, Ross Trevor, for example, we went down to the initial meeting over Ross Trevor men shed setting up and they're the most successful shed in the island at the minute. They have a serious right. amount of men. A great premises, a great relationship with Nuri and Warren Council for, for free premises. But it's just getting that group of boys together that gets it. And they got that group together that gets it. A lot of retired men in the room must have everyone else. Yeah. It's a sort of a, it's a more affluent part of the company as you want to yeah. But they all got it. And they gelled together and it just flew on, you know. 
And the, you, the Ross Trevor, the, one of the boys in Ross Trevor is now chair of the Irish Men's Shed Association, and the member is on the board of directors. Wow! So that just shows you the input. And they're they not as long; they're not around as long as you. Then no, no, they came here first to see how the thing went. Yeah, how it started off, and uh, it's um. Cushion dogs and other examples. Yeah, it was all it was all word of mouth. Uh, as we got members, and each member well meets their friends and money out now. They would have said, and it would, they even passed it on amongst themselves what they're doing. Uh, they, they were, were passing it on. Others then came and uh, took a, a, a look, and others came and took a look and said it wasn't for them, and they just didn't come back. The thing is, uh, people that uh, need to be kept occupied, well, men that need to be kept occupied. It's all right for these people that, um, you know, uh, like to sit in the pub from 11 o'clock in the morning and book a uh, uh, back courses and all the rest but a lot of people aren't like that men like to be kept uh, occupied with with men yeah because if, if you take it uh, uh, um, the like of Stephen and myself I was a spark I worked with men building sites he worked with men on building sites uh, and you'd have roofing. the crack there you'd have yes, the banter yeah but the but thing about it, every day. yeah but the <laughs> thing about it was there was also people come in here that weren't uh, 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 in those crafts, but they come in and they found out that they, you know, they had hands. Yeah. They made things. There's that I'm looking at uh, that uh, uh, oh, jigsaw. jigsaw. Wow, that's look at the lorry. Really look at that lorry. Yes. Jigsaw was in front of me. There's yeah. an example there. Look at this made I think of, uh, wow. one of our, our members uh, uh, worked in an office situation, so he did, and he, I mean, the. It, we're not a, we're not a school we're not a teaching school but we can pass on on skills that we've got so we have and passed on to him now he's probably one of the best uh, that we'll have here uh, in making anything out of wood so yes uh, you know uh, people find out that uh, i didn't know herbie's another one you know uh, they picked up the skills but we're not uh, a school we're not a teaching academy or anything like that but we we'll pass on to because this is the way it was in the olden days when you. That's done exactly what I was going to say. It is like yes. very much like yeah. Yeah. teaching each other. It's, yes. cra- it's, cra- it's craft. It's, yes. it's all these old crafts yeah. that are you know coming to the fore, and they're sort of things that men traditionally like to do and have done like historically. How did you? Um, what what exact what 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 do you do? What crafts do you do here? You know, what do you, what do you make? It's mostly woodwork. All well, mostly woodwork. We do a wee bit of leather work and a bit of copper beating then again, yes. but it's mostly woodwork. It's and when people come, have you got like a? Is it one one or two nights a week, or or can people just every come? day? It's it's open every day, yeah. and somebody's here every day, so people pop in and out and do just work on their whatever. Yeah, they're working on and whoever's here is here, and whoever See, isn't. We will we'll have to be sustainable as well. So if we we organize, for example, we sell a lot of stuff around Christmas, but we start organizing for Christmas in September. We make wee snowmen and logs and all, just to have a some And would you sell them ready. in crafts in shops or in sell them in shops or craft fairs? Right, but it doesn't put, in the market. In the market, yeah, it doesn't put pressure on the men. It means they come in and come and go, you know, in their own time. There's no set time. It's not like a we don't want to leave it back like a factory situation again. Yeah, it's just, it's, it has to be kept in formal as most informal as possible. So. We start in September making Christmas stuff, and there's no pressure. It's sitting all maybe ten boxes sitting ready to go. In November, December to start selling. 
And yeah. it's the same now for, you've seen the wee board boxes we're making down there. There's a sale on the 10th of April in the West Ham Consortium building. And we'll be selling stuff, making stuff now to be ready for the 10th of April now. So that's what so, all those bird boxes in there, yeah. all those col- colourful bird boxes. <laughs> be, the women of Armagh will go mad for them in the season. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole idea and then shed is the what was the formal way to say men's shed? Men's shed is a safe and welcome place for men to come and go, come and have you know, a safe environment. Where yeah. the informal is to just come down for a bit of crack, cup of tea, tell lays and listen to a load of lays and stories and whatnot. And <laughs> just have fun. It's been giving you a different focus in life. It's been getting you up out of bed and maybe putting a wee skip in your step. Oh, I'm going to the shed today as opposed to getting up. Like I'm one of our members going today. Yeah. always said he got up in the morning he sat down in the living room to watch the telly and he was sitting watching rubbish in the telly for, for hours yeah. and then get up and he's dinner and go back and watch the telly. Now he comes to the men's shed and he's a reason to get up. He's up earlier in the morning, the wife says, and he's bringing stuff home to he made. He's like a child coming home from school. Look at I made today, you know. Yeah, because, yeah. that It's a whole different focus. Yeah, when, you, when, when, when people retire, yeah, there is that something to get up for in the morning. You know, yeah. if you are just getting up to sit in front of the TV or... You know, there's nothing, you know, actual focus, but having something, somewhere to go and something to do that's specific. Yeah. It's a life changer for men. It's a life saver for men, you know. How many men do you have uh, at the moment At here? the minute, we have a 35 regulars, roughly. 35 regulars. And, and when we, they come well, every day, most When we do a, a health check, say, and, and we do one in June every year, you have 90 odd men comes to that. You know, like the local taxi drivers come for their, their MOT, basically. Right. Oh, you do a health check. Tell we me about our, that. Um, this, this organised by Action Cancer. Just comes in, you get your your cholesterol, your blood, your weight, your height, and then you get advice and nutrition. But we do health awareness programs once every month. So in th- the 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 programs themselves that you do here now, you said that you're not. You say that like you're not a school, obviously. So who is it? People that are um, a part of the shed that you know bring their skills and say, right, well, I am a, you know, I I know yes. about woodwork so i will show people what to do yeah. so is it is it the volunteers within the yeah. within the group well uh, we would have a, a as seen there the wood but you heard uh, stephen mention a uh, copper beaten and nether beaten all the rest uh, in the initial stages we uh, paid somebody to come in to show us how to do that right and uh, then when they went we were able to uh, remember most of us or some of us oh god that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen that's when you have like we've got five screws left over i know i know they were extras (laughs) i'm trying to put put together a flat pack furniture these must be just extras until it falls down the very first machine we got eamon bork god rest and eamon passed away there this year eamon helped me to put it together it was a big band so we still have it down there i was all put together and there's these two bits left over oh dear where are they <laughs> Excuse my language. Where do they go? <laughs> well, I've actually got a fat end that knew they were missing from an something important, very important, an important part <laughs> of the machine. Like, but Eamon, Eamon was like, they were just firing it together and just oh, it'll go, it'll go. But yeah, he's a big mister. Oh Eamon. well, it did. And there's a if 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 the members say in the initial stages too, they wanted to something want to know about computers. So we had the uh, classes. So we had to get somebody in that could uh, teach them. Some of us came with those skills, you know, uh, so, because so we've done join them in, in our, say, in well, our work. Actually, yeah. Yes. So uh, if, if it's something like that, uh, we get somebody in uh, to teach us. Uh, they'll come in and give us a course of four, five, six weeks or whatever way they, 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 they run it. 
our photography was another one. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. Uh, so uh, we had uh, a few cameras here. A lot of the members had uh, their own cameras and uh, we would have gone out round and about shooting trees, birds, lakes, grass and getting exercise and a walk and a chat and dirty and all that there that you done when you're kids. Yeah. And uh, of course the weather uh, isn't always uh, great here, but that didn't matter. We were out, then we came back and then this is where the computers come in. Again, you could uh, hook it up to the computer. Oh gee, look at that. And then again, well, uh, you know, we can print these off so we can. We don't develop them now and, and print them off. So they did. So there's spies away with the, and now they can all do it on their own camera because they, nobody took their camera at that time way back in the beginning. You had cameras was yeah. the thing. And now everybody's got uh, their uh, mobile phone and can take photographs with their camera. And we've, uh, I suppose, uh, we give some people uh, the basic, uh, um, uh, um, what I would call it? Uh, Just the skills. Uh, um, well, skills would cover it, yes. Uh, how to, to use that. And then we had um, iPads came along. Right. And there was one amongst us, and we got somebody in for a few to show how to use an iPad, just an iPad. These are all just specific. useful life, life I remember skills. one of the yes. iPad things was was one of the men wanted to know how to use Skype. Because his, oh, he wanted to speak his to granddaughter was in Australia. Right. And that, I think it was six of the class, one of the days, teaching them how to use Skype to talk to their grandson. And what they thought that was brilliant to have It is do, brilliant you know? because these are things that a lot of people take for granted, you know, especially, uh, you know, well, I suppose younger young people. Young people can... Fly. Well, I they're just born. I have grandchildren can go look up there on their phones. It's scary. You know, yeah. Three year old. Like. They seem to be born able to do that. I know. Well, when you see the 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 little ones, uh, you know, going over to the TV and trying to like, you know, make it with their, yeah. with their fingers, like try trying to make it bigger. It's like no, that that's not going to work on a TV screen. But it just goes to show away. It's a completely different generation. You yeah. know, they're brought up with this, but they, people forget that older yeah. people. You know, that none of this stuff existed. So it is. It is just about learning. It is not the. It's not that anybody's less intelligent than anyone else. It's just that we didn't have, you know, this stuff wasn't yeah. around. So you do need to learn it. But so. even the woodwork on there, I mean, it's about empowering the men to do something for themselves and just realising that they can do it. If just they're showing once. So we have a father there, um, Pat Moore, from, he likes me to mention PGM Models. That's <laughs> his business. I, I, he's a member of the shed, but he was able to teach the boys how to make the like of these lorries and these cars. They got made out because of scrap. they are so interesting. I'm going to have to take a photograph of these. Before we leave, that's a model of a, a taxi that was yeah. used in the film. Um, not Ghostbusters. Oh, I can't think of the name of the film, but there's a model of that, anyway. Yeah. Uh, first class. Now, you imagine a man, Patsy Carson, for example, Patsy's in his late 80s, and Patsy made a car and took it home. He just was amazed. A big, a big Daimler, black Daimler car. And he would never, he was a postman all his life. He would never have dreamed of doing something like that. Yeah, but Pat and Pat. And so you're just finding you're finding all these skills that you didn't even know you had, and some of the paintings I've seen are fantastic. Yeah, we done a scheme, a paint by number scheme at the start of lockdown. Right. So it's a wee bit of cheating going on, but it doesn't don't mention paint by numbers. But well, you see, um, you have now. <laughs> it was something that the boys there was say five or six of them took it on to do. Some of them couldn't handle a wee small numbers, but it was just something you can see the examples of something in there, like, and. 
we are buying them say, have a, have a so anybody who's just has told their their wives or anybody else that this isn't painted by numbers they just did this they're like yeah. Picasso or something we've sold I now they know. now the cat's out of the bag <laughs> I'd say we've sold about 20 since we started so yeah. from lockdown we made them during lockdown so in the Christmas fair over in, over in the consortium buildings there we sold six of them in the one day like 20 pound each pop-up shop that we had like, you know. Christmas uh, quite a number of them went yeah so they did and Some, it, the it was ideal for them to do during lockdown. Well, this is—I was going to ask you about lockdown. How did lockdown affect you? How difficult was it? Because obviously, you know, especially during the first lockdown when everything was shut down, you, you, you weren't. It able affected us badly because you try to keep in touch as much as possible with all the men, but um, I lost a couple to to COVID as well, which is hard. Oh, that's difficult. Strong yeah. members, and there are a couple of members now who can't come back because they've got lung COVID with lung problems and that. There, you know, really, they can't come into a dusty environment. So, um, lockdown was tough, especially in the older people. It was very tough, you know. Yeah, because you, I suppose you're just keeping in touch by phone and things like that. Just no, no, no. Uh, it was uh, another aspect that uh, it was uh, Stephen that start started off because none of us knew about this um no uh, this no. Uh, thing called WhatsApp. What what what's what? What's who we <laughs> who who what where why and when uh, WhatsApp. But that came later on in the lockdown, but only the weather was good now and uh, people then started to, to learn to and even walk with their wives. Well this is it, yeah. Did you get did you get to go out for walks at all? In a, in groups. No, 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 no. In the in the beginning. Well, not in the beginning. You couldn't do no, that. No. Uh, but uh, only the weather was good. A lot of us might have ended up uh, in the nut house, to use mm. an expression. But uh, it was tough. But then uh, the WhatsApp uh, allowed us to keep it in touch. So that was another skill uh, that day. <laughs> they learned what's what, what who, who what's a what. <laughs> What's a watch? Who is this a poem or what? And you've got smart remarks like that, but then it turned out. Now we use the WhatsApp for um, uh, letting members know uh, what's going on, what's happening. It's very handy WhatsApp group chats because but, then you yeah. can you just let everybody know what's going on or what's going. We on. we didn't know what it was. Yeah, well now you know. <laughs> and it, it was uh, Stephen that uh, uh, set it up. And uh, uh, let us know, and then we all knew what was going on. And that means could, everybody has to have smartphones, though. Now, I suppose they're well, they, there, was, they? There, was, there was one member, uh, he's not uh, with us anymore, but he had um, a telephone. Can you use WhatsApp on a telephone? <laughs> he, had, he had a telephone, so he didn't know what a smartphone was, right? He, he just had a telephone, it just made telephone calls. Imagine that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you remember uh, those days? When you wind the handle up, no? Oh, yeah, I remember those ones, yeah. No, he was very proud. He could hook it on to his belt. Right. And he was very proud. I mean, you only seen this in this Star Trek. But uh, he didn't know what a smartphone was. So he didn't. <laughs> uh, but, yes, most everybody has a smartphone now. Yeah. So they do. Uh, well, you, pu- you, you pull out a brick like that now, and people look at you. <laughs> <laughs>
Get ready to shake up summer with the Get Active ABC Sunshine Fill Programme for kids and families. Get set for land-based adventure at our summer schemes, or why not get adventurous and maybe get wet at our splash-tastic water sports summer programme. There are so many things to do, and all we need is you. See getactiveabc.com summer for all the details. I'm looking at President Higgins there. Oh, the, there the, he is. The most successful thing we done here was a start of the choir, a men's choir. Oh, tell us about that. Um, it started with initially eight members that went up to about 12, 14. You mentioned Marty Rafferty when I was Marty was our, to our first. Um, Marty was our, our one, one of our podcast guests. Our conductor yeah. for Very one of our awards. It was Callie and O'Hare. Callie was our administrator at the time. It was her idea. I knew that the men's shed was going to have a... a an AGM that year in Dublin and President Higgins was, was the patron of the men's sheds. So I says to the boys, we get a choir together. I says, I have guarantees and sing for the president at the end of the year. That's no, a big, that was a big guarantee. Like, you know, they laughed, you know. <laughs> but I was the board of directors. So I, I was able to manipulate that. So I done was get choirs from different parts, of different men's sheds from around the country to, to introduce the, the AGM in Dublin. It was in the Helix Centre in Dublin. So we landed down the boys song and I think with the biggest barbell ever. <laughs> Our barbell was enormous that night. We stayed in the Plaza Hotel that night. It was brilliant crack, but for them to sing with the, for the President of Ireland was something Did everybody Was everybody able to sing, or were you just hoping for the best? Well, they all turned up. I it was 15 of us. Uh, but uh, uh, the, the thing was, uh, the event was over and all. Uh, well, you go for the electric drink, so you do Yeah. But uh, things got going, and it ended up there was a pile of Dutch girls wanted to join us. Now I wasn't, I wasn't there. The girls aren't allowed in the yeah. men's shed, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think uh, uh, they were at it six o'clock in the morning. Oh my People God. were going to bed, so they were. Right. <laughs> so this uh, again, this would still be talked about, so it would, which yeah. is how I, I, I know about it because I, I was there. But I had to come home for an engagement, so I had. But people are still talking about that time. And not necessarily a pile of Dutch girls that came to, to join them. <laughs> the gate crash. Because there was, there, was, uh, there was music. There was the crack they had. There was the yeah. crack. Yeah. That's right. So Because it's so easy to fall into a rut and forget what it's like to just go and have a bit of crack. Yes, yeah. but to see the memories that have been generated. Yeah. That's, that's the outcome of it. Memories have been generated... And that, the memories were the good memories, it's bad memories. Yeah. So yes, that is still talked about. Did you get to meet? Um, oh, President he was Higgins? he introduced. Did you like? Did you? They were singing. They were singing. Yeah, I see yes, him in the picture. They, yeah. They were singing a song. Uh, little old wine drinker me, and that oh, was yeah, the I know that. President was tapping away, and he <laughs> spoke, he was really enjoying. <laughs> well, he's he's. We sure we all know he loves his music and his poetry and his. Oh, um, and a few of us got down then to Arras and Uchtdown for. A, What's it like? The garden place. Lovely wee place. Him and the wife's are real down to earth people. Like. That's in the Phoenix Park, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Real down to earth. Lovely people. Like. Really? Lovely food and all. It was great there. Did they feed you and everything? Oh, I said, fed and water and sent home in great form. Was it the whole lot? How many of you were, or was it just special people like you? It was just, <laughs> well, just the board of directors of the men's yeah. shed and a couple of other ones, you know. With, um, Invitation only. Yeah. But it was great to get down there. Like, you know, and then when he came down, I, he made a beeline for us. Um, he was at a, 
up in the Palace Stables of Armagh and he seen the men's head stand, so he'd come straight over to us. Yeah. I met you in Dublin, so you remember meeting us. He spoke that day on the Helix and he says, you know, whenever a man's feeling down, he says, go out into your men's shed and he says, I'll make a board box and that'll cheer you up. Yeah. And so, that's probably does, you know, just go out and doing something or go Party as Daki Desi's always says, the collective gathering together of men. Don't doubt. Well, I mean, you as you said, it. we are social beings. You yeah, know? you can do. Uh, there's limitations to what <coughs> you can do on your own. But who wants to be working on their own? But in in whenever I was working, when I first uh, started work, I was a, a TV service engineer, and uh, I had been round. That was at a time when TVs at the Went for a month, that was good. They were constantly breaking down. But I worked for a rental firm. And I would have been in houses where there was people on their own. And you say to yourself, this isn't for me. But you you were there and you take a look at the place. Men. But anyway, uh, I seen men on their own and people on their own. And I like people. Yeah. I, we we fight and argue and we discuss things and we have differences of opinion, but that's human nature. We're not all chip of the one block. But uh, been on your own is not for me. Yeah, and there's so many people out there that feel the same way. Well, I've seen uh, so much of it. Uh, you know, old men and we ramshackled houses. Not been derogatory here or anything like that. I'm not, but they they did no life. Yeah, and they don't even realise it a lot of the time. It's just an acceptance. Well, yes, but that was way back in the 70s and maybe it was nothing about, maybe that's just what, when you're retired, you're retired. You just do what you it. do. But not now, like I'm retired. Yeah. And uh, most of the the ones in Main Shed are retired, not, not, not them all. But you see how things have changed. This... We've developed this, we're out and about now, and uh, we don't wear dirty old clothes like guys. I can close my eyes and see all this way, way back. Imagine sitting looking at a test card when you get up in the morning. Yeah. Because that's all there was to five o'clock. And it's, but I just, I think that the way it is as well is like, it's it's fantastic having the men's shed. Um, but we've just evolved as people. I mean, Age is is different. It looked at differently now than it was years ago. It used to be a case like even for women, it was like as soon as you got to a certain age, you had to cut your hair short and get a blue rinse. Ah. I mean, when you you think of it now, it's like and if you're ready, you had to wear dark clothes and all. Yeah, and that was that was it. Once you were oh, once you got to a certain age, it was like yeah. right, just that's that's it. Our, your life our is society, over. Like, you know. So society has changed so oh, much. Oh, it has. Yeah. and. Uh, we like to think that uh, we've contributed to some, some of Abs- that. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. Do you think it's very important that it's exclusive to men? I mean, you could say, right, well, there's groups. You could have a choir where there's men and women or whatever. But do you think because this is specific to men, it's it's important? Because, yeah, as you say, like women, there are different things out there for women. There are more yeah. things out there. Women just tend to... Women are great at communicating. But I, there's always better. been an argument, even on the board of directors, for this men's sheds and women coming into men's sheds. And I would be totally opposed to women yeah. joining the men's shed. They can start their own shed or their own thing because there's hen sheds about and different things about different words. But I think a men's shed shall be exclusive to men because they can be themselves in the men's shed. Yeah. But a woman just changes the whole dynamics, dynamics of, the, of yeah. the shed. That's a good word, dynamics of the shed. Yeah. 
Because I, 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 I would definitely agree with you because there are things women that don't are need exclusively for women and that's perfectly fine. I don't think it's exclusionary. I think, I think it's it's just something that's especially for, for men, men yeah. and there are the same. There are groups that are especially for women. So likewise, there should be something that should be exclusively. I get asked that question all the time. But now on, coming up to Christmas there, we would run a, a craft class for women making like a wee cottage or making Christmas stuff. We've done it for a few years in a row there, and that's great. They come in, make their stuff, and then they're away. Yeah. Um, but, that, but they're just invited guests. One of the groups that come here, they're already an established group of women that do stuff everywhere together, so they don't need a shed. Yeah. They can come to a men's shed and do stuff like that, and then go home and go back to doing whatever else they do, you know, in different groups. Yeah. But I think about a men's shed should be exclusive for men. Yeah. And what about funding now? Um, oh, we're so indebted to the lobby because this the only for that this year is going now eight years. Because you need a lot of equipment and you need to oh. pay pay for people to come in if they do give you classes yeah. and things like yeah. that. There are there are costs, yeah. and I know you said you sell you sell your stuff, so that would contribute a lot to the upkeep. But for you have these, you have two buildings here. Uh, well, this where we're sitting now was your original men's shed. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened? You got an. Ex- we got we got. Um, we didn't. We had the same amount of money, but we, 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 next door came idle, and we, we secured it, and we were able to just fly on. You can see the size of next door for Yeah, and it's like a proper workshop. New new tools and all, but it wouldn't happen only for money from the nationality. Like the first two years was from court. It was um, sort of running costs. So I run the place family for two years. Yeah, but I mean, you must have had costs like to set the thing up, in initially. Yeah. Well, that um, you would have court paid all that for setting up. Okay. For so many machines, not that it was in here. Like, so you imagine it was how small it was. Um, but then the, we got was successful. The lobby money was for three hundred and seventy thousand for a five-year project, which meant I got a full-time job. Right. Nice. I was doing roofing by trade and keeping the place open at the same time. So I just thought which this would have been great. far too much, though. Yeah, and I just thought this is gonna be brilliant, and it has actually saved men's lives. You know, I, I, you sit and look I'm back sure at many members we've been, we've had through the doors. And we all have said at the very start that it's going to come to a stage where we're going to lose a few members. I discussed this with Desi a number of times. They're going to be going to funerals out there because it's just the, the dynamics of the age of people coming in here and whatnot. But I think it's extended men's lives and it's given that wee focus. You know, instead of vegetating away in the house sitting watching, I used to say, do you want to watch the Jeremy Cage show? Do you want to come to the men's shed? <laughs> so it's given that wee focus to get out of the house and just... And it gives the wife a breather as well, which is very important. Yeah. And as you said, Desi, if there is no, nobody there, if somebody's on their own and they're retired and they're yeah. alone, yeah. it definitely gives them an, a lease of life. But uh, uh, another aspect uh, I think uh, is worth mentioning too is uh, it's, it's not exclusively it, which may be deduced from what we've been talking about where craftspeople are tradesmen or labourers I think that we've had teachers and uh, uh, office people uh, uh, mixing with the like of us and uh, it, it, it people that uh, <coughs> who never done that I suppose only uh, we would have termed here pen pushers yeah. you know they've integrated in with us uh, <coughs> sadly um, because of the the pandemic I suppose you could say some of our members have uh, found other things to do to keep yeah. themselves occupied. 
like uh, one that, that I know is uh, the wife and I talk to each other now. I'm a good places for I never thought would go before. Like uh, I remember that being now. Oh, like holidays abroad, or even would go to Newcastle for uh, um, uh, um, a day out, uh, well permitting, and. Uh, we like to think ourselves too. Well, okay, we've, we've lost a few, but, but they're doing things that day now because of we like to think of the involvement, and that's an example of one person. So that's a success yeah. story. We're, 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 yeah. We find her and I don't find now. We're not on each other's toes. We get we get out because in the beginning, uh, we were on each other's feet. Go away, are you into town? Get a bottle of milk. <laughs> For breakfast and and Guess come home. Give me a bit for an hour. And, uh, <laughs> Give me a bit of pace. And, and then another example was: um, Have you nothing to do? Uh, need a paper? Well, why not get away into town and get a paper? Yeah, cut the grass and <laughs> things like quite, that. Go out and play in the traffic. So now, now some of them have found out. As yes, my parents used to say, we can we can uh, occupy ourselves with the uh, with you know their women folk go and do something together. Which may not necessarily have been in the beginning. Yeah. So yes, uh, it, I suppose you can say that some people have got an education out of it here, so they have. Yeah. But the pandemic did affect us. Yeah. I think it's affected everybody. But what we're going to do now is a big relaunch of the shed, and this the lack of your podcast will be very useful for that. Yeah. And so just that there's hundreds of men around our mass should be in a men's shed, and it's just getting in that wee bit of conference to come down. So why we knocking on doors and talking to people for the next few well, months. Well, that's it. You need to get more people involved and the more people that know about it. And a few younger people involved as well, you know. Do you have any younger members? Um, we have a good few young members, aren't I? Yeah. Um, yeah and we have plans and, uh, to establish a vegetable garden and we have we have to also do a bit of work with Armagh High School. So we've got a, a, a... We're involved in a participatory budget scheme through Triangle Housing Association and we have a lot of heavy work to do step up a vegetable garden in my high school so that's why we need younger men involved in it you know yeah and, and there's probably a lot our, of younger men there's probably a lot of younger men out there as well that maybe they, they don't want to go to the pub they maybe they don't drink for whatever reason yeah and they they but they still want to get out they still want to socialize they still want to you know meet other people but they're fine they find it difficult to find ways maybe they're not involved in sports maybe you know whatever so for yeah. see our initial funding from the lobby was to do with men 55 and over but now we are advertising that men 18 plus could yeah. come to the shed because the people in Armagh have that idea that I'm too young to go into the men's shed. I'm, that's not for me. I'm yet to retire. But it's not about men retiring. It's about men that are unemployed, redundant. There's loads of women become redundant because of the COVID. Yeah. They're at a loose end. It's just getting them down to see, let them see the men's shed and um, realise they can be part of it as well. So that, the lack of these... Fairs we're going to be doing in the next few months is also going to be an advertising chance for us to go out and hand leaflets out and talk to people with the leaflet in their hand. Yeah. Like you can put leaflets in all the cars around the town but and they just threw away. away. They just, yeah, you should just get you thrown off. talk to the men about it and explain what the men's shed's about. That's it. I think there needs to be more explanation about yeah. it, you know, so the people understand more. Yeah, but uh, another aspect that uh, has uh, worked uh, for us, and again, is say, uh, work in the community, giving back into the community. Yeah. And uh, through that there in itself, what are they after? What are they doing? Well, that's the main shed. Uh, what, are, what are they doing? They're picking up litter in the graveyard, so they are, or around a housing estate. 
uh, cleaning up. That was good fun, wasn't it? Oh, it was indeed. <laughs> good, good, good fun. But uh, it generates interest. Uh, and and uh, then uh, who are they? What are they? Why are they? Where are they? And uh, who pays them? What are they doing for nothing? What? It's community work. Yeah. So yes, and that's a way of promoting ourselves as acting. And helping the, the schools, schools is good. We think. I know it helping the schools. Yes. In the nursing homes. Yeah. yeah. We did with the choirs. We used to go around uh, once a, uh, uh, not once a week, but maybe about once a month. Uh, then it increased around the nursing homes, the residential homes, shall I say, uh, and, and sing for them, and then we would get. Yes, no, we get requests and from <laughs> others that we hadn't visited to go so yes we again giving back into the community yeah. you know and there's a, a the like of that there there's a, a great satisfaction in it because you see an old people i would have done a bit of work in uh, residential homes and you went in and you seen them all sitting apart and then we come along and sing and these same people were setting up and then did it and women <laughs> women do this here so they do I'm sure it was great. Sure, it was a great lift for us to see that. And it was a great lift for them. Sing, sing Does the Because you feel like you're being useful and as well. well, well yeah, you memories still have a too, like. Oh, yes, reminiscence. Yeah. Uh-huh. It all looks... You're so scraping to get in. You'd also, what? See, you'd also see people in the nursing homes... That the dog has oh, arrived. Thank you, Ashley. Just one happy Ashley. here. This is Ashley and Elaine. Hi, hi Ashley, how are you? Ashley has a hairdresser next door and she cuts the boy's hair for... Oh, you cut the boy's hair, yeah? Oh, at a very reduced rate. Reduced for neighbours. <laughs> and she, um, would you like to say a few things about the men's shed when you're here? Guy, they're great support to the town. And they're a lovely bunch of fellas, and they're my best neighbours. And I wouldn't like to see them moving about from here. They're like family. Brilliant. <laughs> Our ma men's shed have to stay. They're not allowed to go. I don't no, think. I going. don't think they're we're going anywhere. Going. No. <laughs> they're not. They have to stay because I need my buddies. Don't they? Do you see how well she looked after him? He he. He got out the door and up to Ashley. He's gorgeous. Yeah. What's his name yeah. again? Oscar. That's Oscar. Oscar. Wilde. Oh, Oscar Wilde. I'm way in the middle of doing a blown go. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Sam. Bye. Bye. She's a gem. <laughs> Absolute gem. So she is. Yeah, she cuts the boys' hair for nothing. Oh, that's brilliant. But she clearly is very, very fond of her neighbours. So. Oh, and she supplies us with fresh eggs nearly every week. She's like a mummy too, so she yeah. is. Absolutely. Well, we will have a cooking program on I say we do a big breakfast she would supply most of the stuff she's unbelievable she'll bring in fresh scones or every Thursday whatever she just so this is just you're a par- part of the community you're here community, to stay yeah. oh. and um, hopefully um, you can get some expansion and more people involved and that's the push in the next few months and it's all and we're still we'll put across that health and well-being message because we would do a, a program every month you know I remember the first time we done a bowel cancer awareness session and I said it was 35 in the room. And at that time, when you're over 60, you got a test kit every two years, is it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And most of the men in the room weren't sending the test kit back. Right. So this girl, Karen Mooney, she was, she was brilliant at putting herself across. And she explained that the wife said that it was down to the nitty gritty, you know, we didn't see any blood, so we didn't send it back. And she was explaining hey. about hidden blood and blah, blah. Hey. Yeah. So in the next session, she come down again, and every person had sent their test kit back right. and three of them got callbacks because of um, issues with them but lucky enough they turned out okay like. right. but ever since that the boys have been asking for health programs yeah 
Because that's another thing with men. Men tend to neglect their health more than women. I suppose yeah. women are, because women have babies and everything, they're more used to having to having to go for checkups and having to do things like that all their lives. So it becomes, whereas men it's just big, sort of... It's a big, big issue here, you know. It's a big issue with men in general, I think. The dementia know, awareness healthcare. one was brilliant. You know, we could have heard a pin drop. And that gave a captive audience for the dementia awareness. Because this place was, this was where it was in here. And they were right. hanging out the door. And... Um, they either were caring for somebody with dementia or they were afraid of the onset of dementia themselves. Yeah. So he was here for, supposed to be here for an hour, here for two hours. Right. So ever since that and the bowel cancer awareness, the whole thing snowballed. Like we had pancreatic cancer talks, we had different cancer talks. Um, nutrition was a big thing. But the biggest thing about it all was we got a conversation going with the men about not visiting their GP. Yeah. And now you could sit, I could sit down there and some day the whole day talking about their aches and pains and they're encouraging each other to go to the doctor. Yeah. What's just a life saver, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But that's about, the whole concept of men's is about promoting health and well-being. But you do it on the men's terms. You know, if you go over there and say, uh, uh, say across the road, have a health course coming up, be there, nobody turn up. Yeah. When you're in here, you have a captive audience and the health trust can see we have a captive audience and they provide us of free health courses all the time like, you know yeah that's brilliant you know, when you think of that's happening in every shed around the country many men's lives have been saved by yeah. getting that information yeah or been encouraged to go to your doctor you know yeah i know it's very hard to get the doctor now it's well, one arm and that's a nightmare oh yeah oh yeah i know it's very difficult at the moment but hopefully that, will, <clears> times. hopefully that will be changing now with the restrictions all lifting because yeah it is it is really, really i think bad before that was, it was hard to get our doctors but we would we would run regular checks with the pharmacists, the local pharmacists, yeah. yeah. And they are on call to advise at any time they want information about the medication, for example. Yeah. And then I run a chronic pain course um every three I do three a year and some of the men take part in that. And that gives you different advice on how to cope with your chronic pain. So but involved in the men's shed overall is a lifesaver like you know. Yeah. Okay, well listen, it's been brilliant talking to the two of you. I didn't even curse that. You know that. But thanks. I don't think I'll be adding any of this. I'll be keeping it all in now. <laughs> it was. It's been lovely talking to you, and I think you're doing great work here. And um, I hope that you get uh, loads of new members and the sheds expand. Yeah, I just had like that thing about the Lottie because they're the Lottie supporting men's sheds all around the north was a was a lifesaver. You know, it's just yeah. You can open a shed, but you need some sort of funding to keep it going. You just absolutely there's too you know, there's too much involved. Yeah, people like, have to get rent for their premises. Exactly, have to heat the place. The only thing that annoys me is water bills. Even though we're a part of a charter organisation, it still charges too much for water bills. Yeah, and that's that's a crippling thing for us here. Like you know, yeah. but put we that in too. <laughs> so we do. Thanks, so much for talking to me, both of you. And you enjoy your wee presents. And I. I have two beautiful presents here that you've been you've given me that I'm going to take home. The tea light holder with Robbie Robbins on it. Bye. Do we Robbins in the jars and all? You know. Thank you so much. Any simple wee things you do. No, thank you, Pods. Are so simple for advice to get all the you know. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed that chat there with Stephen and Desi and. Um, learned a lot more about men's sheds I certainly did um, and I hope they get to recruit a lot more members and just take a nip over there and have a look what they do over there it looks great 
Remember to keep getting all of your news from RMI, and I hope you join us next time for our podcast. From the I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless. To the We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more. From just £2 a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com.